Now, Wednesday night was interesting, wasn't it? Um, for those of you who weren't there, I was, I was installed as vicar of this church on Wednesday night. And uh, keys were handed over, um, a bell was rung um, rather badly, and, and big and strange words were used, like historic formularies and things like that. And I got to wear my robes for the first time in a, in a very long time, um, hopefully the last time for a while. Um, but best of all, I received what I think can only be described as a very generous round of applause for sitting nicely in a chair, that chair over there. And that's an unusual feeling. I don't know the last time when somebody uh, gave you uh, uh, applause for sitting in a chair. Um, although afterwards I did find myself wondering if we should perhaps try this at home when just getting everyone sat down around the dinner table can feel like something worth celebrating. But I have to tell you, as I, as I sat there and as you applauded, part of me found myself wondering, do they really know what they are letting themselves in for? Maybe, maybe you were wondering the same thing. Because apart from Adele and, and David and John and, and Liz and, and Rachel, and maybe one or two others, until Wednesday night, we hadn't met. You don't really know who I am. Um, I don't really know who, who you are. And we can learn a certain amount about one another by discussing where we were born or what football club we support or um, you know, the programmes that we watch. But none of that really paints a, a true picture of who we really are. Now, Mark's Gospel, which we heard at the beginning of today, um, is an account written for the purpose of asking, answering the question, who is Jesus? And kind of a spoiler alert, Mark gives the game away by offering his answer in the very first line. It says this, the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, Son of God. And to some of you, those will be really familiar words. Those will all be words you recognize or have been taught about. But just to briefly unpack that sentence, Jesus was, was a Jewish man born into Roman-occupied Israel, into a society that was waiting for God to send someone, a sort of special king to set them free, presumably by kicking out the Romans. And Mark is saying that Jesus is that Messiah, that special chosen king sent by God to set people free. But Mark also says that Jesus wasn't just sent by God, he actually is God, the son of God, God born as a human being. And Mark says that all of that adds up to really, I guess, good news. Jesus' arrival is good news, the best news for the world, both then and now. So that's Jesus in the first verse of Mark's account. But that statement opens up a whole bunch of further questions, doesn't it? What is God in human form going to do? What will he be like as he encounters people? What are his priorities? What will he be doing? Why exactly has he come? And that's really what the rest of Mark's gospel is all about. And that's where I want to start today. And, and if that's okay, over the, over the coming weeks, over these first few weeks, because, and, and here's the key phrase for this morning, we are who we are because of whose we are. I'm just going to say that again. We are who we are because of whose we are. You know, the word Christian was just a name that was given to some of the early followers of Jesus. Possibly it wasn't even meant as a compliment. 
Um, it was never about some sort of national identity. Um, in, in a sense, in fact, it was, it was kind of the opposite. The, the story of the church in the New Testament is the story of a very ethnically and socially diverse group of people learning to come together and to truly reconcile and model what it, what it means to become one united community centred on Jesus, looking out for the interests of each other and, and, and the world around them. So for those of us who call ourselves Christians, our identity as individuals and as a community is based on who Jesus is and what he did, which, by the way, wasn't just about uh, saving one nation, the nation of Israel, from the Romans. It was about offering salvation to all people everywhere, including us today, from the mess we've made of our lives and the long-term consequences of that. So in these opening verses, we see an example of that. Um, A man called John, an early follower of Jesus, his own cousin, as it happens, identifying himself as, as a person whose role it was to prepare the way for Jesus. And Mark uses some verses from the Old Testament prophet uh, Isaiah to illustrate that point. So John, you see, defines himself in relation to Jesus. He is this because Jesus is that. The past 12 months have left people ourselves included, or certainly myself, asking all sorts of questions about who we are and trying to understand how our identity has been impacted during this pandemic. Some of us have taken on responsibilities that we never imagined taking on, um, homeschooling our children, self-isolating for the sake of others, working from home, or working from an environment that suddenly overnight become risky and dangerous. Being furloughed or made redundant. Watching helplessly as loved ones have become sick. Being vaccinated, not being vaccinated. These are all things that affect our sense of identity. And then there's the lack of face-to-face contact as I look out on a room full of um, masks. Um, Of course, actually, it's wonderful that we can be back together, but we all know what this has been about. And our reliance on technology because of that, um, which, you know, has been a huge blessing in some ways, but has also been a profound disruptor to how we see ourselves and understand ourselves and others. And then that's all come at a time when we've been witnessing these huge social shifts and questions ranging from you know, politics and international relations to race and justice and, and ecological and climate crisis, just to name a few. And joking aside, even the, the events of this week with what happened with football and the kind of existential threat to the sporting pyramid, you just see from people's reaction how that impacted people's sense of identity. And I think what this all adds up to is this. I think we're in a crucial moment for us to understand who we are and what we're all about as individuals and as the church. And to do that as Christians means going back to the start like Mark does in his gospel and putting Jesus at the centre of our identity. Because like Mark says, he is good news in a world of bad news. You know, first century Israel um, was not a happy time and place to be. And there are more than a few parallels to our situation today. 
And Jesus stepped into that world and offered truth and peace and healing and hope and love and salvation. And he offers the same to us today. I firmly believe he is the only one who can bring us through this time and the challenges that lie ahead with a right sense of our identity. And we can only do that by putting him at the centre of our lives. We are who we are because of whose we are. Strange and wonderful as uh, Wednesday evening was, um, from the moment I walked into the church before the service started and started chatting to uh, some of you, I could tell without knowing anything else about you that you were Jesus people. I don't know if that makes sense. And I, I could tell from your response that though you didn't know me too, you felt the same way, or at least, at least it felt like you, like you did. And don't get me wrong, being, being a follower of Jesus isn't about being part of an exclusive club where everyone behaves or talks the same way, um, or that others aren't welcome. In fact, the opposite is true. I can't remember who it was that said that the church is the only organisation that exists for the benefit of its non-members. But there is a connection between us that transcends how well we know each other. And that connection is Jesus. And we'll remember that in a, in a few minutes when we break bread together. And this is slightly tenuous. And I, I have to admit, I hadn't planned this out when I picked up some key rings for, for, for a craft activity, which the, the children will have at the moment. But as I reflected on what a key ring does, I guess it does two things, right? So a key ring holds the keys together and it identifies who those keys belong to. Does that make sense? So the key ring holds the keys together and it identifies who's the keys, who, who the keys are. Yesterday we were in a playground in Bushy Park. Um, great playground, by the way. Um, how cool is that massive swing in the centre? Do, does anyone know the, the one I mean? Yeah, that is just the best swing ever. We had a lot of fun with that. And uh, we were there, we found a, a set of keys. Somebody had lost a set of keys. Um, and they were on this key ring with a, with a picture of a young child on it. And uh, Nathan and I went around uh, trying to find the owner. You feel really quite stupid walking around a playground, waving keys at everyone saying, are these your keys? But we thought it was you know, the right thing to do. We didn't succeed though. Now, as far as I know, Jesus never said, I am the key ring. Um, he said a lot of other things about himself, but uh, I don't think he said that. But I do think that's an image that could help us as we respond today, as we respond this morning. So in a moment, I'm going to invite you, if you've got a key ring or a set of keys, to get it out and hold it in your hands as we pray. If you don't have a, a key ring, um, sorry, you are absolutely included in this. Um, you know, sorry, keyless cars nowadays, isn't it? Maybe your mobile phone carries all sorts of virtual keys so you can hold your mobile phone instead. Or, you know, if you don't have that, that's fine. You can just hold your hands open as if you do have some keys. And, and what we're going to do, what I want to do really just this morning is just very, yeah, we're going to hear some jangling now. You can get, let's have some jangling as you get your keys out. There we go. Good. And what I want to do is just very simply give us all an opportunity for those who want to, to make a statement this morning that we belong to Jesus, that we are his that that is at the centre of identity, that we want to be part of his um, bunch, if you like, that that is who we are.
And we'll do that just by praying. Um, and, that, and that prayer will just be a prayer of just very simply saying, Jesus, I want to be yours. Um, I, want to ident- I want my identity to be in, in relation to you. I want to follow you. And, you know, that's a prayer that many of us have prayed uh, at one time or another in our lives, perhaps most of us. Perhaps it's something we've prayed many times. Perhaps it's something you've already prayed this morning. It's an excellent way to start the day. For others, maybe it's been a little while since you prayed a prayer like that. Maybe you can remember doing it in the past, but it's been a while. This could be an opportunity for you to offer yourselves to Jesus again afresh, if that's something you would like to do. For others, perhaps, this could be the first time that you've ever prayed a prayer like that. And this could be quite a big moment for you, but it's your call. So why don't we all just stand where we are in the building? And if you're at home, you know, why not stand? Just take a moment, get off the couch, the sofa, your bed, And if you've got your bunch of keys or your phone or a key ring that you've just been working on, just get that out and hold that in your hands. This is going to make a reminder of this. Whenever you get your keys out this week, you'll remember this moment. Okay? So I'm going to lead you in a prayer. It's totally up to you, like I say, whether you want to reflect the words I pray in your own heart as I pray them. No pressure. No one's going to know uh, what you do or don't pray. This is entirely between you and Jesus. So let's just be still for a moment and uh, prepare ourselves. Don't worry about noise from uh, your kids. If they're restless, Jesus had a pretty clear policy about tolerating disruption caused by kids. Just relax, it's fine. Let's just take a moment to to breathe in and breathe out a couple of times. We pray, Holy Spirit, come and bless your people today. God is with us. He looks on you with great love and delight. Whoever you are, whatever you think of yourself, he loves you and he wants you to know that. And so Jesus, this morning, I choose to put myself in your hands. I want to belong to you. I want to follow you. Thank you that you accept me as I am. Thank you that you are ready to forgive me for anything I've thought or said or done that has been against you or has damaged other people or your world. Send your spirit to work in my heart today to bring your healing and your wholeness and your hope. Thank you that you are good news. Amen.